Connor, it is a miracle that I still have my voice. Why is that? One, we just recorded another episode of the podcast, and two, earlier today at my sword school, we did our lesson on the Highland Charge. The Highland Charge is basically where Scottish Highlanders went against the regimental army, and they would charge across a field or specifically down a hill, yelling and hooting and hollering and banging on their targe shields and charging a line of riflemen with bayonets and having to break through that line. So you have to be as terrifying and quick as possible. And so my entire day was running across a field multiple times, carrying a heavy shield and sword, screaming my head off. Uh, there'll be to, video of this later. I'll, I'll share the video with you because they videotaped it. You have uh, to but, have a uh, war face. Yeah, you have to show me your show me your war face. Um, yeah, but it's it's uh it was tough on the lungs, and I was like, this may not have been the best day to pick to record later. So I'm glad that it didn't completely wreck my voice. I had a couple of holes, uh, lozenges, just like they had back then. Lozenge. Yeah, you know. So Connor, today we will be discussing the socialist propaganda story of a. Homeless man being pressured into government handouts and social programs like government housing and public transit. Uh, on this episode of Dadlit. I was kind of surprised by the amount of violence in this this piece. I didn't. Re- I'd read it before. I did not remember it being this violent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Dadlit. I am Chris Ludwig, and this is my co-host, uh, Connor, reads way too many books, Boyle. Hello. Today we are discussing the book Green Eggs and Ham by Theodore Geisel. Um, he's a pretty good author. I've, I've read a couple of his books before. It was, a long, um, it was a long time ago for me, but yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. For those of you who are unaware of this book, it's uh, it's pretty short. You can get through it in an afternoon. Yeah. Um, it's about a, a man who is down on his luck, perhaps, and he is approached by another man carrying a plate of food. And this other man says, hey, my name's Sam. Would you like these? Would you like to eat these green eggs and ham? And the unnamed protagonist uh, tells him no. And this other man, instead of minding his own goddamn business, decides to instead ask him, hey, this food that you've already d- denied, would you like to eat it over here? Or would you like to eat it over there? And this is what triggers the conflict, and it it is it soon takes on you know in the manner of, of dad lit thrillers, uh, global implications and national security implications. But it really does just focus on uh, Sam. It's and small the man. scale, yeah. It's it's small scale, but but you know uh, this you man do get a sense that it's bigger than it really is. You do, and you, you, you this this man, this unnamed protagonist, gets up and, and walks away, and he's pursued relentlessly by sam and sam pursues him he offers him hey would you eat it in this house he offers him a house then when the man denies it yet again he chases him down and says uh you know would you like to eat it uh in this car and he chases him down in a car a high-speed chase the guy says no yet again and flees and uh they crash the car into a goddamn train and he brings it up would you eat it on this train Again, he is denied. Again, the protagonist just wants to fucking go about his day. I thought I saw, I was 
this I may be reaching, but I thought there was a sort of Ian Fleming influence in that part of the story that I was, again, specifically reminded of from Russia with love and the train sequence that it, the story kind of peaks there. Am I, re- am I reading there. into it or too much or I don't know. You tell me. No, it def- it, I think it definitely peaks with the train uh, and the train crash into the ocean that culminates in the protagonist finally breaking down, giving in and trying the green eggs and ham, which it turns out are delicious. Have you ever had green eggs and ham? I think when I was younger, perhaps. Okay. I've, I have, I, I have weird had, shadowy memories I've, of it, so perhaps it happened. I've definitely had food-dyed food before in the hopes of experiencing green eggs and ham. I don't think they'll ever be as good as this character experienced in the book. At any rate, that's pretty much where the book ends. Uh, there's a little bit more after that. But it is, this, like I said, it is the story of a man being offered... Uh, man, it seems homeless. You, you, the story starts with him leaning against the wall. Uh, he he only has a hat on. A tra- he, he you could pretty... say he's a traveler, though, like Reacher. You know, he, he is. He might be a Reacher type. It he's is Reacher esque. I thought I, I saw no I saw an influence. He's a mountain of a man too. He's huge. He's very un un, un, un like his. He's not. He doesn't have like a nice haircut. He seems very hairy. So I think this homeless man, this vagabond was being offered uh, handouts. Here, here, have some free food. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm too proud for that. Then he's proceeded to be offered free housing, free transit, public transit, shelter from the rain and elements, and several other things relentlessly by this man wearing a red hat. And every step of the way, I want to point this out. The house is red. The box that he's offered is red. The train is red. Every time he's offered one of these things, it is the color red, except for the car. We can get to that in a moment, but maybe there's some uh, like socialist, communist. It is one that. of the big checklist items on the Dadlit checklist is Cold War context slash. This came out red, in the '60s. Red menace. I mean, yes, this this came out in the '60s. It, it, it was published originally on August 12, 1960, and. Uh, which let me ask you, which cover did you did you read? Which cover did you get? It was the normal uh, orange hardback library kind of edition one, where there's the uh, the white font, the kind of classic one. Uh, this is the one I remember being read. I think the first time I read this book. Okay, the the version I had had a green cover, which is interesting. Uh, a little bit one of the newer uh, redos. It doesn't have the original art on it either. It has color art. I, I think I know the original that you're talking about uh, has um, the the protagonist bending over looking at a plate of food. But there's actually like a parachutist in the background and um, kind of a jungle scene and a guy with a machine gun behind there. I think that there. might be a Vietnam flashback. Okay. Sorry. Which is interesting. Which is interesting seeing is that this came out in 1960. So, so anyways, short read. Uh, what do you think of it? Overall, I liked it. I, rem- I remember enjoying it. I liked it better. I was surprised. There was a lot of stuff I didn't recall the first time. There was some stuff that stuck out to me. I highlighted a few things. I'm, I'm going to read one now, if that's okay. Sure. Sam I Am needed no lectures about the Schmeiser 9mm. Personally, he would have said the Israeli Uzi was better, but it was heavy. <laughs> The Schmeiser was much better than the Sten, and certainly as good as the much more modern British Sterling. He thought nothing of the American grease gun and the Soviet and Chinese burp guns. However, 
Uzis and Sterlings are almost unobtainable and never in mint condition. You know, I think, I think that passage was edited out by our new um, woke publishers. Probably, they, I mean, I but, don't think that hmm. I don't think that it was in the edition that I read. Kids in the 1960s were a lot more mature. I, I agree. <laughs> Deadlit will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Oh, Brady found me ham, well, it is your only man. Cured for three full days and there's no added water. Sure, it's cut from one pork joint, unlike others, that's the point. It tastes just like the ham baked by your mother. Come out, you other hams, come and face me ham to ham. Show them how you're made with molds and added water. And tell them how Brady family ham chased you away from the green and lovely fields of This man loves eggs. He loves the taste of Eglin's Best Eggs. This man's happy. Eglin's Best. Take some time this weekend and come see what I've got. It's all here. Guns, ammo, accessories, jewelry, and much, much more at the all-new Ernie Bean Great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Collectors and hunters, this show's for you. Buy, sell, swap, trade, come early, and bring a friend. It's just for you. Bigger and better than ever. It's the one, the only one. The Ernie Bean Great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Sure as shooting. I'll probably see you there. And now, back to our show. Uh, let's go over first things first um what would you rate this on uh out of 100 white sneakers um 100 white sneakers and a plate of green eggs and ham and a and plus one schmeiser nine millimeter pistol being wielded by a somewhat disturbing susian character okay um I would give it only 20 out of 100 white sneakers and one green egg because I don't think this book was very dadlit at all. Um, I would actually highly, I would prefer the book Please Mr. Panda by Steve Anthony over Green Eggs and Ham. I think Please Mr. Panda is a lot, has a lot better of a message of cooperation and sharing um, without as pushy of a protagonist character. Right. Um, That's fair. But, 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 I mean, we'll let the, I guess we'll let the checklist decide how dadlit this is. Um, Hypercompetent male protagonist. Well, I would, I, I, it depends. If, if you're judging by the main unnamed protagonist, I would say no. But if you're judging by Sam, I am, I don't, I, I don't know who you would consider the protagonist here. If you're judging Sam, I am, he's definitely hypercompetent. He can drive a car. He, 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 he can drive or at least crash a train. Um, you do point out that for much of the book, there is a sort of moral vacuum where you don't know who is good and who is evil. So it's hard to come up with who the you know protagonist is. But I would say Sam I Am probably thinks he's pretty smart. So, okay. All right. Um, character signature item. Yes, green eggs and ham. Yes, absolutely. Um, signature vehicle weapon, not so much. Um, henchman, no. Elite fighting force, no. Um, technician class characters, there is the train uh, conductor. Well, he is sort uh, of an expert on green eggs and ham 
and we do get some of that ex the sort of dense these or the breezy exposition you can eat it on a train you can eat it on a plane that i feel like that is yes, sort of yes, taking yes. it and dumbing it down for the public i i would i would uh, maybe we, we'll get to that we'll get to that checklist yeah. item um uh pencil necked bureaucrats i don't know if the protagonist is a bureaucrat um, he does have a sort of stuffy or the the unnamed man has a sort of stuffiness to him he has a nice top hat it reads as bureaucratic to me um i wouldn't say he's pencil neck though but i don't know under all that fur president as a character no unless the main protagonist is the president we're never really told um cameos of famous historical figures no texans no possibly competency shift i would say yes uh the protagonist does you know try the eggs at the end i think that speaks to a competency shift i think he's portrayed as pretty confident and set in his ways and then suddenly at the end is kind of gullible um misogyny racism and outdated modes of thinking there are no women in this book so i would say it fails the bechdel test and i think it's pretty misogynistic okay keep going excessive smoking yes yes the train the train excessively smokes um excessive drinking no they don't mention green milk or green water um Cold War contacts, Absol- red menace. Yes, Absolutely. like I said, all of the th- all of the things he's offered are red. It is um, kind of an allegorical allegor allegorical allegorical. It is his name. It is an allegor allegory for the turning of famous spy Kim Philby. So, but we'll we'll get into that in part two when we do the I nonfiction background. I almost read background. a book about that. I was considering reading a book about Kim Philby. You for already did. Spies. Yeah, but there's a different one we can talk about. Anyways, um, gratuitous sex scenes. No. Yes. Um, Wait. Well, you must. No, you, there's no sex scenes in this. Like I said, it almost feels have, like a kid's book. You must. It have, almost feels like a kid's. You book. must have read a different edition than I did. I did. I, mine didn't have the whole chapter right. on the Sten gun. Okay. Um, salvage operation. Not in this book, but it does imply that someone will have to salvage that train. This, Probably a Claude Cussler character. A sequel. Probably this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see this I'm as being part of the, the series. I'm waiting for the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, fails the Bechdel test. Yes. Villain monologue. Absolutely. The whole book is Sam. I am just monologuing about these green eggs and ham. Villain anti monologue. No. Like you said, there is definitely breezy scientific technical exposition. Uh, non-fictional framing device. No. Nuclear warheads. They do mention eating eggs in the, that silo that one time. You can eat them in a silo. You can eat them underground. You can eat them on the football. You can eat them when no one else is left around. Pretty bleak. You can, um, yeah. M- multiple moles. Yes, there were multiple moles in that mention of being underground. Also, if you look in the background, you can see like people watching them. Like you just, But that's the sort of thing you wouldn't catch on a first reading with the illustrations. So yeah, I didn't notice it when I was a kid. No, um, experimental technology. Absolutely. That train and that car were top notch technology gun porn. Yeah. You already read the passage about that. Yeah. Um, vehicle porn. Yes. Um, like I said, that, that car is blue. It's the only blue thing in the book other than bushes. And I think the author really wanted it to stand out and look swell. Um, helicopters. No, submarines no both no planes 
No. Ships, yes. And trains, yes. Recap presented within plot, no. But probably the next book. Uh, Clancy-esque tech exposition. Yeah, that, that, that section you read about the guns was pretty Clancy-esque. Mm-hmm. All right, maps, uh, illustrations, and diagrams. Yeah, there were a ton of illustrations. Just like every page was bathed with illustrations. This is it is as you said, sort of like it does have a children's book vibe. Like it's the sort of thing that I could see someone like uh, like a librarian reading it and then like turning it around and like showing it to the whole class. It does. Yeah. It has yeah, that. Yeah. It has it, that vibe it lends to it. Itself. It lends itself to that capability. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chapters have location and or date time stamps. Bonus points if the time is in military format. Uh, no. It could have used it, though. There was several moments where I lost track of if it was day or night. Yeah. Same. Um, I lost track, too, but I I was actually uh, huffing gasoline the entire time I was reading this. That probably has to do with the losing track of time, but I would have appreciated the time stamps because it would have helped. Are you sure you didn't just have an experience with an extraterrestrial and are experiencing missing time? It could be. It could be that, too. I don't know. Okay. Well, um, did your edition have an author photo? Mine did. Mine didn't. Okay. Um, it, did not in, it, it did not include a Hawaiian shirt um, or aviator sunglasses, but I think he might have had some tucked in his pocket. Is there a large print version at your local library? Yes, yeah. there is. It was checked out. Um, I had to get the ebook of this. I had to talk to. The, I had to go visit the children's library and talk to them about it too to get the. Yeah. Is it a part of a series? Uh, like we said, it probably will be. I imagine Clive Cussler will have a book about it. Um, does the text include a teaser for the author's next book? Uh, no. There, well, mine had list of other books in the back. Like Cat in the Hat. Connor, we've been over this. Connor, we've been over this. Listing the other books does not count as a dadlit checklist item. You're right. Okay. All right. We won't check that okay, off. Okay. So, so, um, pretty, pretty, like, that's like half the checklist items here. Yeah. It rates. Yeah. All right. So, uh, it's time to cue music. Cast off. Okay. Connor, who would who do you have who would you cast as our silent or not silent, our no named protagonist? So I thought tall man, top hat, kind of fuzzy. So rough. I thought that this um this kind of there's if I had to describe it, it is sort of like a spy version of waiting for Godot, the play. So I sure. thought of Ian McKellen. Ooh I would I would watch that. Um who did you have as Sam? I am then Patrick Stewart. Who's trying to an- Patrick Stewart's trying to annoy Ian McKellen. Exactly. I'd pay money for that. I'd buy that for a dollar. How about you? Uh, so I have four different castings here. My original casting was um, Will Ferrell as this as the a no named protagonist because he's tall, easily annoyed, um, and Jack Black just hounding him the whole time. That would Pretty work. Pretty good, but I did better. Because then I thought, what if uh, our annoying person was Martin Short and he was trying to sell Green Eggs and Ham to Steve Martin? A classity comedy pair. Uh, I think that would work really well. And then I got thinking of older actors. Protagonist Alan Arkin is hounded by and annoyed by smaller man Woody Allen. 
I don't know. Uh, Woody Allen's canceled. We can't be casting Woody he Allen in modern films. I'm. I. It would. It would. It would have to not be a modern film. Alan Arkin's old as dirt. But also, I don't know that he could handle the machine gun scene. I couldn't really see Woody Allen with a machine gun. It's but definitely I'd be, something we've never seen from him. I would. I'm. I'm ready to be surprised. You know. I'm ready. I'm, okay. Um, if this was a British film, John Cleese is trying to be annoying, selling Green Eggs and Ham to David Mitchell. Hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with David Mitchell. Um, he was in Mitchell and Webb, and he's one of the hosts of Would I Lie to You? Um, and he's famous for going on wild rants and being pedantic. Okay, I, I recognize him, sure. That could work. Yeah. yeah. Him um, I could see I also, with a machine gun. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure you've seen the skit he's been in of uh, Are We the Baddies? Maybe. Where he plays a Nazi questioning whether or not they're the bad oh, guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we know he can um, handle a machine gun. Exactly, exactly. And he wouldn't look out of place with one. And I additionally cast who would voice the animals in this, and it's Frank Welker, the famous voice actor that has voiced Santa's Little Helper and Snowball in The Simpsons. Well, that's but, uh, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> do you want to go on more about your guns? No, I have another some other stuff I highlighted, but I think I, you know... That I, I, that's what stood out to me the most. It had, it had. He's a he's a master of the um, gun porn, you know, and the technical. Yes, he, he really, you know, he really loved guns and he really hated kids. Um, <laughs> I think that just about does it. Um, so uh, <laughs> April Fool's Day to everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can you can find us online at Dadlit Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at dadlitpodcast at gmail.com. Right. Dad you later, guys. Yep. Dad you later. Fool you later. The opinions and reviews in this podcast episode are in jest and in good humor and in no way reflect the actual opinions and views of Dadlit Podcast. Chris Ludwig or Connor Boyle. Thank you for listening. Get out of here. Just don't ask questions.